Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, welcome all new listeners and welcome back to those who have heard our content in the past. If you want to know four simple ways to make your workout more efficient, this episode is going to be perfect for you. Uh, before I go on to the podcast, uh, what is new at Sports Performance? What is happening behind the scenes? What are we doing for our community? Uh, first and foremost, if you haven't heard, uh, we just released officially our first sports performance scholarship for a local student. And let me tell you a story real quick on this. Um, this has been a big dream of mine. I come from very humble beginnings. I grew up uh, in an economically challenged environment, and um, I was actually literate until I graduated high school. And um, there were certain people who helped me along the way to get um, to where I wanted to be. And that was people in college. And um, I eventually found uh, mentors who pushed me in different um, places. And there was teachers who were critical. There were uh, professors, there were therapists, there were so many people who were instrumental in helping me get to the path that I wanted. And uh, as we as a company continue to grow to help the community, one of our biggest things now is how do we give back? How do we do the same for other students who need, who could use financial support, who can use a career path, who can use the you know a roadmap? And so we've done that and we've been able to successfully do it with our clients. Now we're trying to figure out how do we do it for the rest of the community? How do we keep this reproducible for the long term so we can have really amazing qualified healthcare professionals in our city of Chula Vista in San Diego. So we created the Sports Performance Scholarship and our vision is to be able to help those who deserve it, who um, need the support, uh, who have uh, hustled, uh, who have done a lot of community work inside the city, inside their community, and they deserve that. And we want to give back. Uh, and so we designed our Sports Performance Scholarship. And so if you haven't heard, uh, that is now live. If you have anybody in mind that you know who is a uh, undergraduate student going to a graduate program and they want to be in any form of the healthcare field. It can be pharmacy, it can be dentistry, it can be whatever you want. Um, but ultimately, we're trying to find somebody who uh, is has the same vision as us. How do you impact the community? And at a young age, once you identify that, those those individuals, they're rock stars, and we want to be able to support those individuals. So uh, that is now live. Uh, you can check on our website, sportsperformancept.com forward slash scholarship. And uh, we're excited to get back to our community. Um, that's the biggest thing. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, the team is doing great. Uh, we're all doing outstanding going into uh, the fall season and into the new year, and we are already designing programs and things to better serve our community and our clients. So be on the lookout. All right. On to this podcast. What are we talking about? Four simple ways to make your uh, workout more efficient. All right. Uh, this is a passion of mine. Uh, I, I love working out. Uh, if you don't know, I'm uh, not obsessed, but I really enjoy it at the moment. I have so much that I'm trying to work out six or seven days now. And to do that, there's a fine art in, in being able to, I'm 40 years old and, and to be able to like push the, the, the throttle on being able to train that many days, you kind of have to learn how, when to push and pull. You can't go hard all the time. So efficiency is the name of the game. And so I want to share that with you. 
how, what am I doing? And then how would I recommend uh, that you do to make your workouts more efficient? Um, there's a couple things that are working for me, for me right now and all the clients that we serve. And let me share these. Okay. Number one, you have to have a plan for the week and the month. What I hear from clients and athletes is they're going day to day or just even like a very short couple days. And they maybe scroll on Instagram or they find a workout template on Google or they go to YouTube and they're like following this one person. And sometimes that that just eventually fades out, right? Like it's a lot of work. You think it's going to be easy. I'll just look it up real quick. But you end up finding that you you naturally just start mixing and matching things. You're like, well, I like this thing from Google. Uh, I'm already good at this. Um, so I now have a jump rope. So I guess that's convenient. I'll just kind of mix those in. Well, what happens is when you do day-to-day -day progressions, that makes for a average workout and average results. What happens is essentially you pick and choose only the things that you're good at you no longer do the things that you're challenged by. And when you do that, when you do things that you're good at, that becomes kind of boring too. You're actually becoming less efficient. You're just doing the same thing over and over again. You're not getting any better results. You're just doing it because it's easy. It's the path of least resistance. So the worst thing you can do is just plan day to day and hope that Instagram, YouTube, or Google gives you the answer. That will last so long. I promise you, we work with several clients who've tried this in the past, and that's why they come to see us because they're like, I'm tired. Can you guys tell me what to do to make it more efficient? Because I've tried it and it's just not working. All right. So here's what I would say. You got to map out your, um, I'd say ideal world is a month. Start there. If you're brand new to this, and it's okay, it's not super daunting. What you're going to do is you're going to create a framework. You have to decide what's your goal. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to gain muscle? Are you trying to lose body fat? Or are you just trying to get uh, more fit? Decide on one of those three. Can we keep that simple, right? Because most of us fall within that, right? So if you're running to do a marathon or a 5K, I'd say you're doing it to like be fit. But behind that, you have to know why are you truly doing this? Are you trying to do more muscle mass so you can like look great, feel great? Are you trying to lose body fat so you can look great um, So, and feel great? So ultimately, some people just do it for fitness because they're like, I don't really have a target aesthetically, but I do have a target that I just want to, I want to live as long as possible. I want to, I want to challenge my heart. I want to challenge, I want to make sure that I don't have osteoporosis or osteopenia or I don't break anything. That's great, but you have to know, you kind of have to have a plan. So once you map that out, you have to decide, okay, great. If I'm strengthening, I'm trying to build more muscle mass, I'm going to have three days of strengthening minimum. If I'm trying to lose body fat and all these other things, you might have to be doing uh, three days of cardio minimum. And if you're doing fitness, you can vary it up. And so that kind of creates your program. So ideal world, you're at least doing three days a week. We know three days is mandatory to have some form of results. So if you're going to be working on any of these things, you know that you have to pick three days minimum. Ideal world is five. Most of us have our weekends off. So all it is is easy. Three days of strengthening, two days of cardio. And if you want to flip that and you're doing it like losing um, fat or staying fit, you can do three days of cardio and two days of strength. Bare minimum, that would be an easy scenario. Now you create that framework. Now you go four weeks in a row, and then now you want to create exercises, whether that's a Google Sheet or on a piece of paper or whatever that is. Start mapping that out on like, what does an exercise program look like for you? Now you're challenged. Now you're like, well, I've never thought about it that way. That's the best way you can approach this because now you actually have a plan.
And when you have a plan, you commit to it. So uh, don't go day to day. Stop looking on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on uh, Google for the answers on a day to day basis. You will not be efficient. You actually spend more time uh, at the gym trying to scroll and figure things out. You're actually wasting your time during that session. So don't do it. All right. Number two, this was a, a really basic one, but if you're, if we're talking about efficiency, some of the people who've come in to see us and some of the people that I've seen that have struggled, they've done the first thing they were doing, you know, day to day. Number two, keep your phone away from you during the workout. And what I mean by that is put it away, leave it in the car, Keep it in your pocket. Put it in your gym bag. If it's connected to your earphones, that's fine. Keep it in your gym bag and don't pick it up. Why? Because you're going to scroll and it's going to take you five to eight minutes every single time you open that. An extra two to three minutes times 10 is 20 extra minutes. You're wasting time at the gym. The purpose of the gym is to get mental clarity. It's to um, you know release those endorphins. It's there to, it's for a purpose. So it's like going to bed. Put the phone away. If you want to make your workout more efficient, keep it away from you. I promise you that alone will take save you 10 to 15 minutes at least. So most people are like, oh, I was at the gym for an hour and a half. How long were you on the phone? Probably 30 minutes. So it was actually only an hour workout with very long rest periods. Yes, that's not an efficient workout. So that's number two. And I promise you, these are these are things that are, we're hearing in the clinic. These are things that people say to us. These are things that we see. So if you're shaking your head, uh, if it's you, fix it. If it's not you and you're like, that's crazy, it's true. All right, number three. Uh, perform. So anytime that you're in the gym and you're going to do a strengthening day, you're, you're, you're doing some type of um, squatting or deadlifting or bench pressing or some type of strength work. You want to do those exercises first when you have the most amount of energy. Now you can say, well, Chris, well, I want to do cardio first. Well, what's your purpose? Why are you doing this? And if you're going to do a strengthening day, if you do cardio beforehand and then you do strengthening after, you're going to realize that you're going to be tired, exhausted, and you're not going to get maximize what your goal is. So you're not really strength training. You just added a couple exercises after a cardio session. So you want to add in strength training first when you have the most amount of energy. From there, that's when you're going to take the opportunity to take lo- uh, larger rest periods and have a purpose to what you're trying to do, and then move on to what we call accessory exercises. So, like if you're doing, you know, bicep curls or tricep curls, those are not true strengthening. We're talking about large movements with a lot of body parts and a lot of muscles being moved. So you want to do those those large compound movements first, and then do your accessories. Okay, so. Use those large rest periods first, and then when you start doing your accessories, you can shorten down your accessory um, rest periods uh, because they're not high of a priority. They're not so exhausting, okay? All right, number four. Once you've done your strength exercises or you're just going in for a cardio session, so whether you're doing accessory work or a cardio session, um, you want to use what we call uh, intervals or supersets where you chunk movements or exercises together to consolidate eight to 10 exercises within a short period of time. And what I mean by that is, say for instance, you want to do, you only have 30 minutes and you're like, I want to do a little bit of everything. And you say, okay, well, how do I maximize this? If you're going to do bench press, uh, um, jumping jacks, uh, burpees, pull-ups, and bicep curls and deadlifts. What you would do instead of doing those all 
like separately with long rest periods, which would take you 45 minutes. Now you can start combining them and saying, now you're going to create a circuit where you're doing 10 to 15 of, of the bench press, 10 to 15 of the bicep curls, 10 to 15 of the deadlifts, 10 to 15 of the pull-ups, 10 to 15 of the burpees, and there's no rest periods because you're just going. And what that does is it gets your heart rate going. And that's great for the person who wants to you know, lose body fat and or just stay fit. Now, that might not be the ideal scenario for somebody who's trying to gain more muscle mass, but if you're, it all comes down to what is the priority. So to make it more efficient, start looking at circuit training and chunking your exercises together so that way you don't have to be there for an hour and a half to get all the same work done. You can consolidate that, and what that allows you to do is get a better workout, burn the fat, get stronger, get fit in a shorter amount of time. That's why there's other companies who are very big into circuit training because it's very efficient. Uh, I've seen companies in doing workouts in 30 minutes. Uh, I've seen companies doing it in 45 minutes and 60 minutes. Somewhere in that realm, after an hour is kind of the, the point of no return. You really don't need, you're not going to see that much more results after an hour. Ideal world, honestly, if you ask me, it's 45 minutes of interval-based work with a little bit of strength training at the start. So you can do 15 to 20 minutes of strength training and uh, 20, 25 minutes of circuit training. And that leaves you, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of like warming up and cooling down. So you're actually in the gym for one hour, but you got the most bang for your buck on that workout. All right, so that was number four. However, I do have a bonus and that has to do with the last point I just made. Number five, keep your workouts around 45 minutes of actual work. Not you walked in the gym at 12 p.m., you scrolled on, you had your phone and it distracted you. You have text messages and all these other things. That took you five minutes. Then you jumped on the treadmill for five minutes of a warm-up. Then you went to, you know, the bench press or the squat rack and you squatted for 10 to 15 minutes and then got distracted. And then you did a quick circuit of five to 10 minutes. And then you just kind of walked around and, you know, moseyed along. That's not really an efficient time workout. I'm talking about 45 minutes of actual work. So the time that you lost on the phone, the time that you warmed up does not include the 45 minutes of work, of actual work. So... If you ask me what's the ideal scenario, you have a five to 10 minute warm up, 45 minutes of work, and 10 to 15 minutes for uh, a cool down stretch, do whatever it is that you need to do, go in the sauna, do whatever it is that you want to do. But 45 minutes of work is where you're going to get the most bang for your buck in terms of making it more efficiently. So if you're busy, you're on the go, maybe you're a parent, uh, maybe you're a young professional and you are uh, you enjoy your, your time uh, at home with your spouse or your significant other, or you like going out to have um, you know uh, dinner with friends and you only have a certain time, it's okay. 45 minutes is a great amount of time. You want to do strength training first with larger rest periods, use intervals or circuits to to maximize the additional time and ultimately map out, figure out what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Then map that out from a week to week basis for up to a month. Stop doing the day to day approach. You will burn out. I promise you, I've seen it too many times. It's only a matter of time before you say, All right, I'm sick of this. I need to figure something out because it's not working for me. And then you wasted all that time and money on a gym membership. You wasted all that time on gas. You wasted the, the, actual time loss that you could have been actually achieving results, ultimately you're losing time. So right now, if you're like, this is what I've been like needing to push, it's a good kick in the pants. Just do it. 45 minutes, strength work, intervals, get the heart going, figure out what you're doing, create a, a, a monthly outline of it, and no longer go to day-to-day. -day. 
that will make your workouts that more efficient. And I promise you, your results will be that much better. So uh, wherever you are on your fitness journey, whether you're battling aches and pains or you're actually trying to, you're out of pain and now you're just trying to like maximize your health. Um, this is a perfect podcast for you. So make sure you share this with anybody, you know, friends, loved ones, colleagues, coworkers, whatever it is, anybody who needs that little extra push, who's been looking for something that makes sense, uh, that is supported by, you know, research studies, uh, you know, uh, clinical um, uh, reasoning. We are seeing people do these things in their fitness journeys, and some are being more successful uh, with specific parts of this outline and others have failed and that's why we're doing this to essentially just help you stay fit through all these times of you know maybe the holidays are challenging for you, your birthday or travel or sickness whatever it is we're all looking to save time and this is uh, one step in the right direction so uh, wherever you are I hope that helps uh, I wanted to say hi from the whole sports performance family uh, once again if you know anybody uh, who is interested and is a great candidate for the scholarship please uh, direct them to our website, sportsperformancept.com forward slash scholarship. Uh, it is our way of giving back to the community. It's our way of giving back to you, your generation. Maybe it's your kids. Uh, maybe it will be your kids. Uh, but I can tell you one thing is that we are here to help support you for the long term. And um, we're excited to do that. All right. Uh, that's enough for today. I will see you guys on the next ep uh, episode. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.